This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to Valley Football First and Goal, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference on the lineupmedia.fm network. Now, your host, Kelly Burke. Welcome into the MVFC First and Goal podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Burke, and I've been wanting to get a football operations person on for a while. And I'm fortunate to have one of the best this week uh, from Illinois State, Alicia Mays. Alicia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah, it's, uh, we, I just actually saw you, luckily, the last two weeks. It was, uh, it was a bonus. Yeah, that's been really fun, and we dodged the rain the last two weeks. So yes, very awesome. true. Well, you're in your second year now with the Redbirds, and for people that are unfamiliar you know, with what the director of football operation position entails, Take us through the day-to-day, the week-to-week aspects of your job. Sure. So in a broad spectrum, I am basically the internal and external liaison for Illinois State football. So to kind of narrow that down internally, I uh, communicate with academics, strength and conditioning, um, gosh, video, equipment, even the university. And we just make sure that all of our coaches and players are getting to where they need to go and Um, So that's kind of a broad spectrum of internally. And then externally, I do all travel. I help with recruits, bringing them on campus and doing all of their um, either flights or um, hotels and that sort of thing. And um, I do a lot of meals. I feed these big guys all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So I talk to a lot of catering people and um, just basically am the main communicator for Illinois State football and making sure about 120 people get to where they need to go. Yeah, so. and I'm sure you're probably the best friends of all those football players since you handle the food aspect, right? Oh, yes. They love that. And they love to tell me exactly like, oh, that was really good, Hinton. Like, <laughs> <do> that again. <laughs> I love it. It's fun. Well, your dad, Brock, is a longtime college football coach. And so what was it like growing up as a coach's kid? And what are some of your earliest memories in the sport? Oh, that's a fun question to answer. So it was a different upbringing um, from what I've I've heard. I don't know any different. But um, some of the fun memories that I have are whenever we got time to spend with Coach, um, it would be like Thursday night recruiting. He'd bring home his tapes. He'd sit me on the couch and give me a notepad, exact notepad that he would also use to evaluate the players. And we would go through and evaluate each player after nice. dinner. And it was so much fun. And then um, for like holidays, we would do like time testing because we all are very active in the SPAC family. And so he would test our 40-yard our dash and our <laughs> NFL run. And, and he'd keep those records for Christmas and Easter. And each year, you know, hey, I brought out your last times and you need to improve on those times. So, I mean, just fun things like that. We got creative with spending time with dad. So, um, so, and then another huge memory for me would be during Christmas is the bowl games. Those were incredible. Santa seemed to find us wherever we were. So it was really fun to, to be able to go to bowl games and that being a norm. So that's awesome. Uh, do you guys still do, does he still break out the testing on family <laughs> holidays? If, I guess if you guys aren't playing in a playoff game. Yeah, I guess now that we're done, it's, we do go and work out together, but I guess we don't be as competitive yeah. as we used to be. <laughs> but well, what's, 
grandkids come around, he'll start testing them. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) Well, what's the dynamic like now working with your dad? Because several people have told me that you guys keep it, you know, very business-like in the office that, you know, you don't call him dad, that you call him coach. Right. That's the main, like, leap I needed to get over was to call him coach in the office. You know, if I called him dad, everyone would look at me like, what? what?" You know, like we're in the office setting. So I call him coach at home. I call him coach all the time. And sometimes he gets bothered if we're at a family dinner and I'm calling him coach. And he's like, I'm your dad. But (laughs) um, no, we keep it very professional. Um, We're, we're actually like best friends. So we're able to, you know, this is a family business and uh, we're in it together and we're in it for the, for the betterment of Illinois state football. And for this program and for the university. So everything we do, we do together and try to make it the best possible. And how special was it last season? Because, you know, Brent that Brent was also on the, the squad before he graduated. And so, you know, the three of you guys were essentially in one place uh, all the time. And I know your mom travels to all the games too. Oh, last year was incredible because not only was Brent in his senior year and I got to watch him practice every practice, which was awesome and to play every game it was just it was really fun but also my husband John was doing his dissertation at the time and he ended up doing his um, dissertation over Illinois State football and so yeah before I even got this job he would come um, to practice and observe um, every single entity for a whole entire year so he got to travel with us last year so it was quite the family production and the family business, like I said, and it, it was a special year. So we all understand now what we go through. So yeah, it's really a family business. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realize your husband was, did that. I, I was thinking he was back in Kansas the whole time. So yeah, but he was commuting. So yeah, yep. that's great. So your major when you you went to Purdue for college and your major was organizational leadership and supervision, you know, what were your career plans coming out of West Lafayette and how did that lead to the job, you know, the first ever position of the director of softball operations at Kansas? Yeah, so that's a really interesting question because I just feel like this kind of fell in my lap that God gave me all these signs like, hey, you need to be in operations. Um, my senior year in college, I ended up being um, op- an operations intern for the Indianapolis Colts. And I thought, oh my gosh, I love football and this ops thing is kind of really cool. So that's what re- initially started the love of operations. And it was very broad. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. Um, and then uh, Coach Lathrop, who was the strength coach at Purdue at the time and is now our strength coach here at Illinois State, he said, hey, you need to be a strength coach. I think you'd love that. And I was like, yeah that sounds cool, but I want to kind of, you know, do something else. So I ended up being the director of group ticket sales for Purdue football and men's women's basketball. So I could dabble in football still and still get my niche of some kind of organizing. And um, at that time, Coach Speck got hired here at Illinois State and the athletic director, Shan Zanger, had hired him here. Um, And then when Shan moved to the University of Kansas, he said, hey, you need to come with me. I'm going to open this position to be director of softball operations. You need, you know, you need to go to grad school. And I thought, you're right. You're so right. So he's been a great mentor to our family. And um, we, I ended up taking that position and it turned into a full-time position where I was at Kansas for four years and, or four and a half in operations for softball and um, met my husband there. And then coach said, Hey, this, operations positions open for football and I know you love football or do you want to come work for the family business I said, uh heck yes I can't wait so 
So that actually, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, it's just kind of fallen into my lap. Like, this is what I'm meant to do, and I love to do. You know, I just love football operations. Yeah, you, so. can, you can definitely see your passion. So that kind of leads me to my next question. You know, when, when your dad came to you, I mean, was it a hard sell? Uh, at first it was because he originally had this position open um, probably a year before I got this position. He said, hey, what do you think about this? And I said, I found a husband. And so if I'm going to be in operations, I think I need to pursue this husband route for a little bit. And then <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah. This came back around the second time. He said, this is my last time I'm asking you if you want to be in operations for football with me. And I said, okay, I will. <laughs> okay, we're married now. We're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really, it, it was fun. So. Would you say, was there a big difference transitioning from softball operations to football? No, I would say softball was super detailed. I had to make sure that um, 30 people got food in a timely manner, even though Games could be an hour and a half to three hours long, and they had five or six games a weekend and four days of travel. So it was a different type of operations. It was more of a detailed-oriented operation, and not to say football is not, but it's more of a broad detail, whereas softball is more individually detailed. So it really helped me to um, get organized and understand the organization of a whole unit rather than you know just individuals and and then get into play that the individuals, um, you know, you need to spend time with them as well. So just the whole organization, organizing the whole operation of, of softball, detailing softball is really translated into football. So it was a great transition. Well, you know, there are only a handful of women in college football in your position. And I doubt that's something probably you, you ever think about, but, you know, what would you say is the significance um, of being a football, I mean, being a female, rather, working in football operations? Yeah, so I don't really think about it because, uh, like I said, it's a family business. So I don't think I'm working with a ton of guys. And, you know, this is a very male-dominating um, environment. I just think these are this is my family. These are my, my friends and family, and I love these people. And so... I haven't really thought about that, but when I do go to like the director of football operation, um, we have different conferences and that kind of thing. I do notice, oh, there's only a couple of girls, and I tend to gravitate to them and be like, hey, what do you guys do? So, um, but I also talk to all of my my guys as well. But I think that females bring a different perspective to football. Um, I'm able to have more of a broad perspective and. I can tell coach, hey, um, I didn't notice energy today in practice, or I'll tell him during practice, like, hey, the energy's kind of, uh, you know, because that's stuff that I can notice, and all the coaches are worrying about it because of those. Um, or the organization part of it, I have a different sort of idea towards organizing. Hey, what about this idea rather than, you know, what the norm has been? So it's just, it's been fun, and it's been interesting, and I haven't really thought about being a female and male dominating, you know, environment, but worked out wonderfully are people ever surprised when you go on the road um you know to see you I guess with the team because I don't get it anymore really but I know when I started my career you know people were always surprised that I was a woman in sports and that I you know I knew what I was talking about and that I love sports right uh they initially go to are you a trainer and oh no you don't want me to be a trainer (laughs) (laughs) uh but then they're you know, understanding of, oh, okay, she runs the show because it's kind of fun. A lot of our guys, or all of our guys, I should say, are very respectful. 
and they basically are call me the queen bee. They don't really call me that, but you know, they're very respectful and they make sure everyone knows I'm in charge. So it's not just me asserting my presence. It's, it's the guys that kind of, here you go. She's in charge. So I think that helps a lot too. Nice. Well, my conversation with Alicia Mays continues shortly, but if you're enjoying this edition of the MVFC first and gold podcast, Check out all the Lineup Media Group offerings featuring your favorite sports and non-sports podcasts, too. Now back to the show. So Illinois State uh, SID Mike Williams tells me you are extremely thorough and detail-oriented and that you keep him in check. Um, you know, where does that come from and how important do you feel like those traits are, you know, to your position? Sure. And actually, it comes from coach. I'm exactly, I'm his clone. If he would, <laughs> if he would um, get, you know, shave his mustache off, I'd look like him. I act like him. I'm built like him. Like, I'm his clone. That's exactly how he or he organizes his life, the exact same way I organize my life. And um, very detail-oriented. And we both have our planners, and we detail the minute. We get down to the minute of everything. I, I have a log of what I eat every day and when I'm going to work out and when I'm going to do this and that and it just helps me to stay sane and coach does the exact same thing so I get it from my dad nice (laughs) well how would you characterize this year's Illinois State football team because it's different year to year and I know there's there's been a couple games that probably have driven you guys crazy yeah this is a different year we have some ups and downs but um, these guys are wonderful. They're salt of the earth guys. Like you'd want to go to battle with all of the players and coaches. So, um, I think that they just keep chugging away and they go back to fundamentals of being a tough football team and being good people doing the right thing all the time and doing it that time, that way every time. So I think that's, what's going to help us sustain you know, our success. And I think that they do a great job even through adversity of, Hey, next one, we got a, you know, next game. So it's, it's been a little bit of a different year and we've been trying like, what is going on? But this year we've really had to focus on the energy level. And like I told you, that was, that's been my job during practice to be like, Hey coach, uh, the energy's not good. Like, you know what I mean? Or the energy's great. Like we're doing great. So, um, I think we thrive off of energy and um, external confidence with each other and being a brotherhood. So this year's a little different. And years past, sometimes they're like, nope, let's go out and just fight, you know. And so we'll see. But. Well, they they always say, you know, to, to be the best, you have to beat the best. And you guys certainly have a, you know, a challenging schedule to close out the regular season. So, you know, with two games left technically in the regular season is when we're taping this. Uh, you know, what are your impressions right now of the conference this year? Our conference is second to none. We are incredible. And it seems like everybody in the Missouri Valley Football Conference are tough kids. And they, they you know, just work hard and are physical. And it just, you know, we fit in with that mold, too. So we just all kind of beat each other up. And it's it's kind of fun every week to be like, oh, my goodness, that, that you know, this team won or this team won. And it's not just like a it's a dominating presence as a conference and it's fun to be a part of. And I, I love going and going to other venues and, and feeling welcome, but yet we're, we're there to compete. So yeah, the Missouri Valley has been really fun to be a part of, to see the toughness and competitiveness that everyone has. What are your long-term goals professionally? You know, it's cause it really sounds like I wasn't sure if 
you want to stay on the operations side um, or go into coaching when, when I came into this interview, but it really sounds like you absolutely love the operations side. I'm telling you, this is my dream job. I want to be director of football operations the rest of my life. Like, I love it. A lot of people are like, oh, don't you want to be in administration? I'm like, no, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. I love it. Like, I feel like this is my calling, my niche. God's created me for this position, and I, I just love it. So, yeah, this is it. That's awesome. Well, you were a college softball player, and you started your career uh, at Florida, and then you uh, transferred to Purdue for your last three years. Um, what position was your favorite? Because you played all over the field, from what I could tell. Um, and how did being a college athlete you know, prepare you now to work in college athletics? Yeah, so uh, my favorite position was probably first base, but I was utility, so I also caught. I like to catch as well, because I thought I could um, pick up on different pitching techniques and help the pitchers out. I thought that was kind of fun to have that relationship with another person rather than keeping it so individual in your position. Um, but yeah, I would say first base and catcher were my, my favorite positions. Um, and then to answer your second question as to um, how athletics in general has prepared me for life, I've had to be very detail-oriented um, throughout college and to be very organized being on the road four days a week during season uh, you had to also communicate with your professors and learn how to communicate and, and to be prepared ahead of time and not only for schooling but, but for um, your physicality that you go to the training room that you know that you are communicating to every entity and to make sure that you have your best foot forward for your team. So I think that athletics was huge in, in the standpoint of helping me with organization, detailing, work ethic and uh, just the basic drive and passion towards what you do every day. So. You mentioned your husband earlier in this interview and, I, and how he completed his dissertation recently and was able to, to move to town, so to say, full time. Um, and you also have a dog, Kirby. And so how do, how do the two of them really help balance you out, especially during the rigors of football season? Oh, I, I can't wait to go home to them every day just to not talk about football sometimes, even though I love the sport. It's just nice to be like, hey, I'm kind of a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not just like a football person. Um, but John has been amazing. He's so supportive, and he is a basketball coach here for a local Division three program. Okay. So he understands and, like I said, went through the whole dissertation process um, with the football team. So he knows my regimen schedule and he understands athletics and he understands what we're both going through. So we're helping each other out. And uh, then we have Kirby, our golden retriever. He's three years old and we love him. He is basically our child. Um, and actually with the SPAC family, we've grown up with golden retrievers our whole lives. So right now, currently in the SPAC family, we have three golden retrievers under the age of three with my parents having one and my brother has one too. So oh, nice. It's wild. It's wild around here with Goldens because Coach always says, when I retire, I want a farm full of Golden Retrievers. So <laughs> we have a very, we're very passionate about our Goldens. So, yeah. I know, so I know, I know uh, Reggie comes to practice or you know, comes after practice a decent amount. Does, does Kirby come to practice and play too? All three of them do. So, there's, so Reggie's um, my parents' dog and then Kirby's our dog and then Kavik is my brother's dog. So all three of them come and run wild and steal players gloves and <laughs> yeah just try to make it feel as family environment as possible because a lot of these players you know haven't been home in a while and they miss their dogs or you know like here have your dog fixed and pet my dog so um, and make it feel like you know other coaches bring their families 
to practice at the end of practice and the kids go and run and see the players and it just we try to make that a family environment so that's why we bring our dogs to practice so now probably the most important question of the podcast (laughs) who is the best athlete in this fact family oh man that is a very good question um well i've only seen a few tapes of my father and he doesn't run very much anymore but i would say he's probably the strongest out of all of us um and then i would say my brother is the quickest out of all of us and i'm kind of in between with both of them so we all three have our have our uh, our, our good qualities to us and athletics nice and, and I know your dad is a big racing fan and, you know, I've seen pictures, you know, you guys used to go to the Indy 500. I think you still do um, every May. And I know you've, I've seen a picture of you guys all at Talladega, you know, has, has that racing kind of aficionado passion rubbed off on you? So I love to go to races now, just out of the pure, just, nostalgic of being in a big environment like that and everyone's so passionate about it I'm not quite passionate about the racing but I'm passionate about oh look at all these fans and it's so fun and uh, vibrant and everyone's just very happy Um, but coach that's his one element that he can be a fan like he's usually not a fan for football like he just kind of you know that's business to him but racing is like it gets him going he's a gearhead quote-unquote is what we call him so um, yes I've, got, I've grown to get a passion for going to the Indy 500, at least in Talladega, was fun, too. And it's been a whole family affair now that everyone gets involved. And, you know, we make a weekend out of each trip. And uh, it's not just racing. My husband loves to golf. So, that well, they'll go golfing and racing. So, it's, you know, you get everybody involved with Coach's passion. So nice. it's, it's fun. So you've been fortunate because you've been around, you know, both the FBS and now the FCS side of football. Um, you know, and so make the case a little bit for FCS football and, you know, just kind of the, the charm of it, so to say. Yeah. So I don't see the difference in FCS and FBS football. And I feel like, um, big time is the state of your heart. And I feel like we're big time. I feel like the NVFC is big time, our conferences. And I, I feel like FCS, there's not a big difference between FCS football and FBS football. And we, have similar athletes and we play the same game and we play the same schematics on both sides of the ball and I just I think that it's 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 a fun time to be in FCS football and we have the playoffs and it's just you got to earn your way to the top and it's it's super great to be a part of and I think a lot of people are catching on and becoming fans of this this process of FCS football so I love it I love being a part of it it's fun and it's competitive not that it's not with FBS but it's both for both. Well, speaking of the strength of the league, I mean, we have a situation where we could potentially see six Valley teams, you know, make the playoffs because right now, I mean, six teams could realistically finish with seven or more wins in the conference. Um, So why do you feel like, you know, I know neither you nor myself is on the selection committee or will be, um, but why should potentially six Valley teams be part of a 2014 playoff field? Well, I think that our strength of schedule for our entire MVFC has been incredible. Like we're playing all kinds of different competition throughout the country. Um, the Big Sky, you know, we had that kind of challenge this this uh, year and kind of have shown that, 
hey, we, we're out to play all different types of competition, especially the best. And I think this year, especially, we're playing the best competition possible as a conference. And um, with that said, I think they should, you know, sixth, I'm biased, but we should take sixth in the playoffs. And I think that's really important with, with uh, the, uh, the quality of teams that all of us have played. And then to turn around and play each other is, you know, another, uh, it's just crazy. So very competitive and I think we should be rewarded for that absolutely it's like a punching bag every week right right it's like who's gonna knock each other off this week so yeah fun well tell me you know what what is your best memory so far you know of these last two years you know with the Illinois State football program gosh best memory that is a good question um I love going the playoffs anything that's just random and sporadic like hey we made it let's go kind of deal I love it It, I just thrive off of it so the playoffs have been really fun to be a part of um, as well as last year we beat Northwestern that was a a big FBS program and you know we we proved we can we can hang in there and and defeat a big big time program so that that was really fun too especially being in the state of Illinois and having a lot of in-state kids playing for our team that that meant a lot to everyone so those two um those two memories were the best to date and and obviously watching my brother play last year just as a whole was really special and we should have brent just got engaged is what i heard he did. yes 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 we're very excited and nicole is a wonderful young lady so we're excited to add her to the family and did it happen at, did it happen at the football field is that what i heard so it was really fun because Brent that week was like, hey, I'm going to propose to Nicole. And this week was leading up to homecoming. So it's not like I don't have anything going on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, I want to propose to her on Friday after your practice, but before there's a local high school that plays games on okay. our field. So there was like an hour window. And he's like, and I want this, this, and this to happen, and I don't want anybody there. So I thought, oh, my, okay. So got to get a lot of people involved. <laughs> So it was really fun. We planned. I got my planning shoes on and I got to plan and, and help prepare that. And they did it. And they, he proposed to Nicole in the middle of the field. And that's, they, Nicole said those are her best memories. And that's her best memory yet is to be in the middle of the field, um, you know, being proposed to by Brent and Cabot. The dog was there. Too. Oh, good. That's important. It is. I want to make sure you knew that. Well, she's, <laughs> she's going to fit right in then if she, if she loves the football thing. So she sure does. So it's, it's a great addition to our family. Well, great. Well, is there anything that I haven't asked you or touched on that you want to add? No, I think you touched on everything. Just being in the football world is it's fun. And uh, we just really enjoy what we do. And we're passionate about it. And we're passionate about the Missouri Valley Football Conference. And we're just passionate about Illinois State. So it's a really fun time to be here and to be a Redbird. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. I know it's a it's a really busy week for you, especially because you guys are going on the road. Um, but it's been fun. You know, I met you officially last year for the first time, and it's been fun to reconnect this season. Yes, ma'am. It's been fun to see you too. If you like what you heard from Alicia Mays in our MVFC First and Gold podcast, take a moment and subscribe. Lineupmedia.fm also is home to many other podcasts, shows like Kickin' Life, Performance Nation, and You're on the Clock, to name a few. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Tune in next week for another episode of Valley Football First and Goal with Kelly Bird, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference, only on the lineupmedia.fm network. 
Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcasts. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.